your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 522 of Locked On Canadians. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host. I am Scott Matla. I am flying solo on this wonderful uh, Friday episode. I'm recording this Thursday night after the Montreal Canadiens lost 4 nothing to the Carolina Hurricanes, and I gotta be real honest with you folks, uh, the fact that it was only 4 nothing and none of the goals were scored at even strength is about as big a moral victory I think the Canadians could take out of this game. Um, we saw that the Canadians really played quite well against Tampa Bay with their beleaguered lineup, but before this game, Jonathan Duran was a late scratch due to non-COVID-related illness, which is good. And Brandon Baddock joined the team on the fourth line, making his NHL debut. And the Canadians also placed Gianni Fairbrother and Louis Belpedio in COVID protocol before the game. And I got to say, every time that I think this isn't going to get worse or that it's going to kind of turn and get better soon, it always it always takes another turn. And this game itself was Carolina just kind of toying with its food, it felt like. There isn't much to say from this game. I thought Samuel Montembeau, despite being completely under fire the entire game, played about as well as we could ask of him right now. The guys are trying, but the lineup the Canadians iced tonight had a cap hit of $25 million. That is, that's not great. And that is before Brendan Gallagher left the game injured in the second period the Canadians' current roster cap hit before they recall someone or add someone to the, this roster is under $20 million. This team is in brutally rough shape, and I look at it right now with Brendan Gallagher day-to-day, so he's not likely to play unless he's good to go uh, against Florida, which we'll touch on that in a second. The only NHL-contracted player left on the Laval Rocket is, is Jean-Sebastien D. That's it. There's no one in the ECHL. Cam Hellis is already on the taxi squad. There is no one left in the AHL. There is no one on an NHL contract left in Laval to recall. That's how bad this injury and COVID situation has gotten for the Canadians. And yes, uh, they will be getting some players out of protocol soon, I believe, thanks to the new CDC recommendations. But it's unclear how they line up because of Canada's different rules. So if they still need a 10 or a five day quarantine. So there is some relief coming soon, but it feels like this is about as bad as it gets a lot. And it's bad that even people who, you know, never miss a chance to kind of make fun of the Canadians here are looking at this and going, this shouldn't be happening. This is not a game that should be played right now. It is quite literally the Laval rocket against NHL teams right now. It's, it, it's a farce that these games are happening. This lineup is so beat to hell that Brandon Baddock was getting first-line power play time. That's how bad this season has gone for the Canadians. And this season, this game, this season in general, yeah, the power play is still terrible, but 
it, it's ugly. And coming up next for them, they played well against Tampa, played about as good as they could have against Carolina. And on their next game is the Florida Panthers, who hung nine goals on the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. It's not going to get any better. And my fear is when games get out of control, players lose control, and then people get hurt. There's already enough people hurt. There's enough people in COVID protocol. It's I don't understand what the end goal is here. And I know they don't want to miss fans. I know they don't want to miss games and the money and everything. But you can't look at a Canadian's roster that wouldn't pass preseason qualifications. There are not enough people to meet the veteran minimum requirement for the Canadians to pass into a preseason game. Their current cap hit as a team, I believe, is $18.5 million with the amount of bodies that are out. It's bad. And I am so grateful for this opportunity to watch, you know, these AHL guys who who might not have gotten a shot this year prove their worth. Uh, Arpen Basu of The Athletic pointed out that when everyone is healthy, there shouldn't be guys like Cedric Paquette in the lineup. Give Lucas Vedamo a shot. Continue keeping Laurent Dauphin in the lineup. See what you have in some of these guys because some of them are showing us something. Vedamo has played well in his two games. Laurent Dauphin has been very good at the NHL level since being called up. Corey Schooneman is kind of an unknown, but you know what does he have? What can he do for this team? Keep playing Sami Niku, who I think has played quite well. I mean team's a tire fire and people are missing chances here, there, and everywhere. But this is a huge opportunity for one, Jeff Gordon to see who is in front of him and who's out there. And it kind of helps him set the table for what am I doing next year? Who can stay? Who can go? Obviously, the veterans and people who are out on COVID protocol right now, that's a little bit different. But I'm very curious to see what becomes of this team at the trade deadline because I can't help but think there's going to be a fire sale on pieces here. You know, the pieces that we thought, the Ben Sherratts and stuff, and then maybe some people that we, we you know, weren't expecting, depending on how healthy the team is. Like, there's going to be a lot of people out there. And I'm just wondering what they do to get through the weekend now because, God forbid, anyone else gets put in protocol, they don't have enough players they're going to be jetting Caden Gooley or Jan Meshack or Arbor Jacki to Florida to get the lineup together or they got to sign one of their AHL contracted defensemen to an NHL contract to play or they got to delve into the UFA market like do you want to know two of the top names on the UFA market Eric Stahl and Bobby Ryan that that's the kind of pickings you're dealing with right now and I'm hoping things get better here um I'm hoping everyone is healthy. I'm hoping Brendan Gallagher is literally just day-to-day, not day-to-day in the sense that day-to-day turns into week-to-week, turns into a setback, turns into he's out a couple of weeks, a couple of months. But we'll see what's coming up here and take it day-by-day like they've done all season right now. Like, what are you going to say about a game against the Carolina Hurricanes like the Canadians played? It's honestly, it, it was tough to watch because you can tell they're trying, but they're just overmatched. So... There is good news on the horizon, though. The Canadians have added, or at least have began their search. And according to Renaud Lavoie, there are eight potential candidates for the Habs GM position. And folks, we're going to delve into that and who each of them are and what we can think of each of them coming up next. 
But before we delve into the new GM candidates, I want to talk to you about Built Bar. It is the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. It is years about getting fit or eating healthier or just trying to have something in the morning on the way to work like me, who sometimes skips breakfast. Built Bar is there for you. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and probably even better than a candy bar. It's an incredible pro- It's an incredible treat, folks. It tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. And unlike any other protein bars that, can be ch- that are chalky or waxy, these are covered in chocolate. They are soft, chewy, packed full of flavors, low calories, low sugar, low carbs, high in protein, absolutely everything you want. And they have flavors for everybody, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, mint brownie, and so many more. And there's even Built Bar Puffs made with marshmallow in the middle. They are fantastic, great snacks, great on the way to work or in the middle of your busy work day. And if you go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you're gonna get 15% off your next order. So go check out Built Bar, go to built.com, promo code LOCKED15, and you're gonna get 15% off your next order. As always, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every single day of the week, folks. I truly appreciate it, Laura appreciates it. Your support means so, so much. And let's just dive into the biggest news of the day, I guess, in Canadians land outside of everybody on the team being injured or having COVID at this point is Renaud Lavoie of TVA. And I'm taking this quote from Habs Link, who has the English translation. There are eight people who are going to be interviewed for the Habs GM job next week. Patrick Waugh, Daniel Boyer, Matthew Darsh, Mark Denis, Ken Hughes, Stefan Quintel, Daniel Sauvageau, and Emile Castonguy. And he says it's possible that one or two other names can be added to that list. And folks, having not one but two women on the list is a great sign that they're actually going through and vetting every candidate instead of just saying they're vetting every candidate. And there's a wide range of people on here. And I'm going to kind of tier this between in the levels of people I would like to see or that I'm interested to see more of and people I want nowhere near this team. And in the nowhere, people I don't want anywhere near this team uh, is Patrick Waugh and Stefan Quintel. Uh, Patrick Waugh, we've talked about, I don't know how many times on this show. I do not think he is a fit for the role in which Jeff Gordon has envisioned and that they are working as a team. Patrick Waugh feels very, I am doing this my way and that's how I want to do it, which isn't going to fly with the way Gordon has been established in this organization, and it would be a bad idea for this team. I think it brings an unnecessary circus to a market that does not need another circus right now or ever. And uh, Stefan Quintel worked in the Department of Player Safety uh, during one of its worst heydays. He was in those emails that were released years ago. I just do not want him anywhere near this team. I don't think anyone who worked in that part of the department of player safety is trustworthy to run a team like this when they were part of a massive basically scandal that somehow got swept under the rug but that's a story for another day or another episode i should say everyone else on here has something that intrigues me a whole bunch um obviously daniel sovajon and Emil castongi are one would be historic hires you know female gms in the nhl are just haven't been a thing, let alone hiring, you know, women into the front office role. They'd be the head of the oldest, most established institution in hockey, the Montreal Canadiens. That's how you set a precedent. And also in there, Daniel Briere, Matthew Darsh, uh, Kent Hughes, 
those of all names that we've talked about a little bit too, they're they're new. They're out. They're not outside the realm, but they're young guys inside the world here. Daniel Breer obviously is the president and was the GM of the Maine Mariners and the ECHL. He worked for a couple of years with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Matthew Darsh, obviously former Canadians player. He helped ruin uh, Matt Sundin night in Toronto. That was truly, truly wonderful. Uh, he is the, I believe, vice president of hockey operations in Tampa Bay under Julian Brisebois, who, and which means in that time frame, I'm sure Darsh has learned from Steve Eiserman, who, you know, helped build a lot of this core and did so much. And Julian Brisebois, who has helped build so much of this team now and won back-to-back Stanley Cups. That's quite an honor for him. Uh, and Kent Hughes is the player agent. We talked about him in a previous episode in that they're looking for non-regular hockey men in this. And I think hiring an agent is a very intriguing part because obviously Emile Castonghi is also a player agent. She is Alexis Lafreniere's rep, as if I understand it correctly. And the last one on there is Mark Denis from Ardeas, which... I believe Mark Denis is a very smart person, and that's the one that intrigues me the most on this list because there isn't much that I know about his management background, admittedly, and I can do easily more looking into that in the meantime, but I'm very curious to see what he could bring to the table, and I'm very interested to see what these other one or two names that get added to the list if there's people from the QMJHL or other player agents or just around uh, hockey in Quebec or in, you know, that have those roots that the team is looking for. And I guess we'll see. It's going to be the most interesting thing uh, starting next week. You know, we get to do, we get to have GM speculation and see how everything went once again. Uh, and to kind of pivot off of where that is right now, uh, World Juniors was canceled. Obviously, I recorded my episode with Laura earlier in the day where we talked about our year review, the good, the bad, and the surprises. So that news dropped after I had recorded and edited the show. I meant to put a disclaimer on that before I had uh, left for work, but unfortunately, I kind of missed on that. That's on me. Uh, My first thought is given all the positive cases that are rolling in after the fact for teams, off-ice officials, on-ice officials, management, everything, and just the general disarray, it seems like that this tournament was so hastily thrown together and they just hoped for the best. There was a wedding reception at one of the hotels where teams were staying where they're doing everything in their power to isolate. And then there's things out of their control there that the Oilers and Hockey Canada and everyone else running this tournament just didn't do anything about. And it's like, how are you not prepared for everything that's like, hey, we're hosting this tournament in Red Deer. We know that. Book the hotel entirely. I understand that they booked weddings and stuff like that, but how are you not more prepared for this? And it just doesn't reflect well on Hockey Canada, the IIHF, especially after they canceled the women's under 18 tournament and everything else in January and on, tried to push this one through, had to cancel it due to forfeits. And their first thought is, yes, we're going to try our best to reschedule it. Where was this effort with the under 18 women's tournament that you've canceled two years in a row? Where is this effort with just the women's game in general? It's disappointing, but so entirely not surprising that this is what happened. And I don't think anyone's had a worse week in hockey than Luke Tardif, the new president of the IIHF. And I don't think anyone's had a worse couple of months since taking over because he immediately had to deal with the scandal. It's not a scandal. It was a player making racist taunts at another player in the UHL in the Ukraine, I believe. And 
they suspended, they had ended out a paltry suspension and a fine or whatnot. And then their handling of canceling women's worlds, trying to force world juniors through, trying to reschedule this. It's just not a good look across the board. Uh, I don't know how they're going to get this rescheduled because now you have junior leagues who are on pause. How many players are coming back to those who might be potentially infected? And then you have the Memorial Cup. You have the CHL playoffs and everything that goes along with that. There's a lot of planning here, and I don't really trust the IIHF to make it work without making things worse. Again, we'll see. I wouldn't expect anything to happen until the summer if that even happens at all. And to once again kind of make a pivot here, it is our Friday episode. I am flying solo, but guess what, folks? We do have the Friday mailbag, and that's coming up next. Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football marches through the NCAA Bowl season and the NFL playoffs are looming right around the corner. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing new offers. Bet online, where the game starts. So it is Friday, and normally I would have Laura here to help me out, but it is the Friday mailbag, and I'm going to do my best to get through as many of these questions as I can within a reasonable amount of time, folks. If I miss any, we will try and squeeze them in for Monday's episode when I am back from a football game and I will be recording after that. So I'm starting at the bottom of our list here, and this one comes from at Ella Habs. Give this year's season a theme song, and I got to be honest, uh, this is going to be real depressing and real dark, and I really didn't mean to do that. I don't know how many of you have watched BoJack Horseman, but... All that is playing in my background is the theme song with how depressing and just soul crushing this season has gotten so far. It's a great tune, but it is all I can think of when I'm like driving home to watch the Canadians is that theme song is playing in in the back of my head. It's sad. It's really just kind of making me upset because it's like the team is trying. The guys are trying. Everyone out there, as far as I can tell, is doing their best and it's just nothing is going right. Absolutely everything has gone wrong for this team. Uh, this next question comes from Goalie Droid. Should the Habs be having games delayed due to how many players are out? It doesn't matter to the Habs as they're out of what out, but what about teams competing for playoffs? Is it fair to get some play fair? Some get to play basically an AHL team and others won't. That last part is the part that sticks out to me. You have teams who are playing fully healthy lineups like the Lightning tonight got to play the Habs, and then had to play a fully healthy Panthers team. There are other teams in the NHL who aren't getting to do that. Like the Montreal games, there are no games in Canada. A lot of them have been moved out of Canada because of restrictions and such because the NHL needs its money. What are you going to do if you're a team fighting for the playoffs and all of a sudden you look at the Habs and Sherratt's healthy, Petrie's healthy, Toffoli's healthy, Anderson's healthy, Gallagher's healthy, et cetera, et cetera. You're fighting for your playoff lives and you get a rejuvenated Canadians team Whereas the Panthers and the Hurricanes and the Lightning got to beat up on the Laval Rocket. It's a very good question. I think they should be having games delayed just by the fact they are icing a team that has a cap hit of $18 million. For for contra- for comparison's sake, Connor McDavid is worth three quarters of that by himself. 
as one player. Carey Price is worth over half of that by himself as one player. This is not a team that should be playing in the NHL right now. I know that these are professional players and they are contracted players, but oh man, this this is a team that needs to not be playing right now, needs to get healthy. And I can't believe the league is just forcing it through because that's what they do. Uh, this question comes from Cole. If the Canadians rebooted the whole team and you could keep only one currently rostered player, who would you keep? And my first thought was, if you had asked me last season, I would have probably said Jeff Petrie. This season, my answer is pretty simple. You keep Nick Suzuki. I love Cole Caulfield. I love Brendan Gallagher. I love, you know, Carey Price. You keep Nick Suzuki. That guy is your future, your cornerstone to build around. He is what you need to build around. And I'm very curious what some of our listeners think. If you want to tweet us your answer to who the Canadian should keep, at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter. We always love uh, listener questions and everything else and answers to uh, the podcasting stuff here. Also from Cole, who from the Laval Rocket will be more prominent moving ahead this season? Uh, the better question is who isn't from the Laval Rocket is going to be more prominent moving ahead this season. <laughs> but uh, I think Laurent Dauphin has done really well establishing himself as an NHL player for the Canadians. I think Lucas Vedemo is going to get a look. And I think Raphael Harvey Pernard's going to get a look, maybe even Jesse Yolanin, depending on who gets traded and who stays. But, and I wouldn't be shocked if they try and keep someone like Corey Schooneman in the lineup. But I think if I'm picking one player, uh, Laurent Dauphin, when he is out of COVID protocol, is most definitely my pick. Uh, this question comes from Randy Hansen. Who has impressed you so far from the call-ups? I know Lauren, I talked about this a little bit. Uh, Michael Pozzetta has blown me away with how much like an NHL regular he looks. He's got a he's got a penalty taking issue. He's a little bit feisty. He doesn't got to bring a ton of offense. But if you're looking for energy on the fourth line, I see the effort. I see him doing the right things to try and make things happen. And it's surprising to me. This was a guy who was playing on the AHL fourth line and he got recalled and he's stuck. I know there's been injuries and such, but he's still here. We thought he was going to go down after a couple of games and he's still here. That doesn't happen by accident. That happens through effort and everything else. Uh, also from Randy, would you find the Olympics more or less interesting if it was a junior tournament? And I think less it's than just world juniors on the Olympic stage with some countries who might not have nearly as good a roster. Like, I don't know, like the Chinese men's national team, they were worried about it being so bad that they might not even put it in the tournament. What's their junior team going to look like? You know, uh, I think it'd be less interesting. I want to see the best play the best. And I want to see the best pros in the world play the best pros in the world. Simple as that. Uh, this one comes from Lou, one of my friends from back in Rochester. Please describe the Canadians in terms of a beer style. Who is the White Claw of the NHL? The White Claw of the NHL. Man. Because it was popular and then everyone started making fun of it. And now it's just kind of there. The Vegas Golden Knights, I think. They haven't really, I mean, they keep adding to it and they keep adding new flavors like White Claw Surge and stuff, but it honestly, uh, they're just kind of there now. Like they're good, but after you lost to the Canadians who are basically a smoked porter, because it's old, not a lot of people like it anymore. And a lot of people wonder why it still exists as it currently does. Um, it's kind of embarrassing to be Vegas, honestly. Uh, what else do we have in our mailbag here? 
I think it is time already for our nemesis question of the week. And Will, I know you're so looking forward to this. If you had to compare this Hab season to a professional wrestler, which wrestler would you choose? This would be WCW Ultimate Warrior. You had such high hopes and it turned out to be terrible. Worse than even you could have possibly imagined terrible. We are like just after finger poke of doom levels of bad in WCW with this Hab season. Like you had hopes, you thought it might turn around and then it's just Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash. And you have the ultimate warrior yelling at himself in a mirror for some reason. It's, 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 uh, it's not pretty across the board and it's circling the drain in the worst possible. It's already been circling the drain in the worst possible way. We are like, 2001's WCW right now, but if we're talking about one professional wrestler, it's definitely Ultimate Warrior and WCW levels of bad. Uh, Folks, as always, if you want to tweet us your mailbag questions, we are at LO underscore Canadians on Twitter or LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. You can always tweet me at Scott Matley. You can tweet Laura at The Active Stick on Twitter. Thank you so much, folks, for making this your first listen of the day. And if you enjoyed this show, please check out Locked on Bets, where your boy Q and Lee Sterling have been killing it with all their picks and are going to help make you a little money in any one of your betting pools.